Hello and welcome to my podcast, Up Your Total Glow, your podcast for your body, mind and soul to support, guide and empower you to uncover your most glowing, healthiest and feel-good version of you. I am super excited that you are here because if you ask me, there's nothing that looks and feels better. In today's episode, I'm speaking with the absolutely awesome Andre Parody. Andre is a relationship coach, NLP coach, educator of effective communication strategies, workshop leader, public speaker, and two-time Amazon best-selling author. Andre has quite a background story to tell. When he went on a vacation in LA, he was scouted and became a professional dancer. And he danced with legends such as Michael Jackson, Prince, Paula Abdul and Julio Iglesias. And then he met his wife and settled in LA where he first opened another very successful business. But now he is truly committed to help men and women learn to build stronger, long-lasting and healthy love relationships. Yeah, this interview is really, truly beautiful, full of wisdom. And if it is your desire to build a lasting, loving relationship, then this interview is an absolutely must listen for you. And Andre is very generous and he wanted to offer something really special to you. So we have decided to offer a Q&A for you where you can ask Andre anything. To find out more about the Q&A, stay tuned. So without further ado, here he is. Absolutely awesome, Andre Parody. Please enjoy. Hello and welcome, Andre. I am so excited for you to be here today. Thank you very much for making the time. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? This is, I'm going to tell you, it's a great honor for anybody interested in talking to me about my work. And uh, we'll I'm going to let you lead and rock and roll because I know you have specific questions and there are so many directions we go with this, which is mm -hmm. really fun. So mm -hmm. bring it. Let's play. Let's have fun. Yes. I yes. can't wait to dive into the interview with you. And you are quite right. I've got a lot of questions because I already know a little bit about you and your life and you are so juicy. So <laughs> yes, let's start. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey? Why do you do today what you do? What happened to Andre? Who is Andre? <laughs> so we have to go all the way back if we're going to go there. And, and so I'll try to be quick because it's a bit of a long story. So, uh, five years old, and I realized when I put my thoughts and my feelings together, because before this is, you know, we don't have words for our, how we feel very much. So when, I remember this moment very well, when I realized, this is like these, they came together in a moment that I was, 
obviously born in the wrong family. I did not belong there. These are not my people. They don't like me. I don't fit in. I don't know. So a very kind of weird moment, very real and absolutely scary as a five-year-old realizing that you're on your own. Like this is, this something is very wrong. So what happened to me is like, um, like within myself in order to, I realized I was going to be literally doing life on my own. Like, there was, you know, seven people in the house. I have five siblings. I have four siblings. There's five of us. But I was invisible. And my mother didn't like me, all that stuff, right? So it's so I'm like, okay, so, okay, I get it. So, wow. How does that? Okay. So what happened to me is I kind of like became sort of very, very aware of the world outside of me. Like my radar came, kind of went that way. And I started watching the world, just kind of trying to understanding how how is this possible first you know and sort of trying to make sense of life people and and all of that and so i was an observant avid observer of people the way the moment i went to school and why is that kid a cool kid and how come that chick gets all the attention and why is this one sitting in the corner trying to disappear and like just watching 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 you know and so that was my life like that's how i got to did my whole childhood i was i was lucky to always have one friend so i was completely out of my mind and a weird kid but i was outside the you know outside the perimeter but so the not blending kind of out of sort geek you know invisible that was my life so fast forward to being a teenager i went to a, a private high school and <laughs> very fancy private high school up in canada and the first week of school, you had to go in and sign for your classes, and you had options for PE, physical education. And a young girl that I knew from high school, because this was the last senior year plus college kind of schooling, comes up to me and says, oh, my God, you know, you, you want to do ballroom dancing with me? We have to sign as a couple. You could do ballroom for PE. And I'm like, what? I didn't know she knew I was alive. She's a cute little thing. I was a swimmer. I was always alone, isolated. You, if you look for me, I was at the bottom of the pool on my own. Like, that's that's who I was. And this cute little thing says, you want to go ballroom? Like, I get to hold her in my arms. Uh, yeah, right? So week later or so, first class, never been in a dance. I'm 16 years old, barely. And I've never been in a dance class in my life. I'm a teen. I mean, I just... And I remember very well holding her in my arms and looking to my right where the teacher was. But I remember this like it was yesterday. It was crazy. And I think the first thing we learned is a cha-cha. And whatever he did, I, I could instantly just copy it. Like, it was just it was just there, which was bizarre. Like, and it's almost like I already knew this. You're just reminding me. And it's like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. So, surprise, I have a gift. I, right? So... <laughs> And Mr. Invisible in four months became the star. Because all the girls wanted to dance with me because I got to dance right away. So between me and the teacher, there was nobody else to really dance with, blah, blah. And I became the teacher's assistant. So a complete turnaround in my social life. We started performing in school, outside the school. We, we created a, dance, a little dance troupe. That was amazing. And that became sort of, any, that's, that's all I wanted to do. It, you know, dancing with the music and, you know, when you when you mix the vibration of music and dancing, right, or music and singing, singers are very aware of this. Like when these two vibrations come together, 
seamlessly. Like it's, it moves your spirit, it moves your soul. You've seen singers sing and they start crying, right? They hit that note and it's kind of a piece of heaven. They touch it, it moves you. I experienced that dancing. And from a kid who came from <laughs> miserable, sad beginnings, that was like, all I want to do is just lift up my spirit. It made me smile. It's just like, so my parents dismayed. They're like, what the hell are you doing? I was going to go to college and be an architect. You know, all I want to do is dance. And that's really all I want to do. Because in a sense, it, bring me back, it brought me back to life. It just brought me back to life. So fast forward, <laughs> I might, made my way from Canada all the way to Los Angeles in a few years. I was completely trained. I started with ballroom, but I ended up on the West Coast doing um, contemporary dance, jazz dancing. So back in the days, the leg warmers and the jazz hands, jazz hands and all that stuff was ridiculous. And it was a whole different type of dance. But it turned out that I... Apparently, I had that as well. So I kept, I, I got scholarship and a scholarship and a scholarship. Everywhere I went, I got a scholarship. It was crazy. So I never paid for my training. And long story short, it took me all the way to Los Angeles. And I ended up dancing with Michael Jackson, Prince, Paul Abdul, who the Glazers. I, I made my way to the very, very top dancing. So crazy story, right? Like from... Canada into in, in the world of elites and so I did this for 15 years I traveled the world I, I performed I taught because when you're in the, in, when you're in the business you perform but between between gigs you're in town and you're teaching mm-hmm. you know and it's easy to fill up a class where you just finish dancing with Michael Jackson you know what I mean? so there's a big machine there there's a big ongoing machine and you audition for movies television commercials music video other times are huge so this this whole thing got rumbling all the time. So I made a living at this. So we did really good for 15 years. I met my wife in my classes when one of my, well, she was one of my students. Oops. Uh, <laughs> where else are you going to be the perfect woman, right? I, I, I get a woman who fits my lifestyle in a dance class. She's, all, she's a ballerina, different kind of dancing, but she was in, in town for a variety of learning something different. Anyway, so after 15 years of this, um, we started to want to build a family and I realized I was not going to be, I'm a stubborn dude. Like I was not going to be the absent dad. I was not going to start a family, have kids and not be there, be in a different country. Like I was not going to do that. So I decided I had to change my life. So I remember calling my agent and said, I'm not traveling anymore. So if you're getting me some work, that's going to be in Los Angeles. I'm not leaving the city. I'm starting a family. And she's like, what, what do you, you understand your salary is going to, you know, your whole, I make, this is what I'm doing. So in order to keep myself grounded, even though I stay in town, I was still performing and dancing and teaching. I opened a car business to keep me grounded. I'm a car freak. That's one of the things that my family passed on to me. Like we're all car, car guys, my brothers and my, my dad, <clears throat> and I have a passion for cars, old cars, classic cars. So I opened a car shop because that was one of the, things I could have fun doing, make some money at it. It would kind of tap into a different line of my life, my being. And instantly that, that took me over. It was instantly successful, um, like crazy instantly. So much that dancing I had to push back really slowly. And within a few months, it was like, absolutely, there was no reason to go to audition to get a dance gig. Like I'm just coming to my office and people are coming to me. Instead of me going to the world, the world's coming to me. Huh, that's kind of nice. Anyway, so 
that allowed me to raise my kids and my family in town. I bought a house, you know, and the house, the business was six minutes from the house. The house was two blocks from the school, my kid's school. So me and my wife, both of us, that was important to me, whether for every recital, every parade, every Christmas, whatever, like 10 o'clock in the morning in the auditorium, both of us just in there, you know, being present for the kids. That was really important. So cool, except I'm not performing anymore. Life is completely different. Uh, and I was always a personal development guy. I was been, I was been taking personal development again, just trying to understand my life, my brain, my money, my motivation, my just, I, I wanted to learn everything. My brain is just like this. And I think it's from that beginning, right? Like not being out of sort. I just wanted to learn everything, curious about everything. So personal development to get my life together, my stuff together since I was 23. So by then, the business that I built, I took it as far as I could with the knowledge that I had. So, of course, I find myself in a workshop, a 3D workshop in Northern California to up the business and get some tricks and some whatever. On the flight back to Los Angeles, I'm sitting with a, a couple that I met in the workshop. And the lady says to me, what do you do next weekend? I go, oh, I'm off next weekend. Why? She goes, you want to come to a workshop? It's on me. And I'm like, of course. <laughs> And then I go, wait, what is it? Because <laughs> I said yes before knowing what it was because I'm a workshop head, right? Like, you're going to teach me something, I'll learn something. Those things are expensive. They gifted me a workshop. Yeah. So I said, what's the workshop? And she's like, it's called Understanding Women. <laughs> okay, right. Now, we have to understand without arrogance because, because I'm an artist, because I was surrounded with women always, you know, I... I had it <laughs> like I never attracted crazy women. I always attracted women like my wife. She's a sweet angel, lovely woman. She's like, I always attracted these type of women. So I never did the drama that my friends did. So, okay. Now I spent a weekend understanding women workshop. Oh man. Like I, uh, like, like I'm thinking like, it's a waste of time. Like what are you going to teach me? Be sweet. Don't yell. But right? I'm like, I know all this. I know how to think. I know this. Right? Anyway. So I went anyway, obviously, because I said I would. And uh, I walked in there kind of sideways because I was a, a little bit, like, like I said, not. Anyway, when I walked in the workshop room, it was in an airport hotel, big space, 400 people in the space. And I remember like thinking, wait a second, this is, this is not going to be cute. Something's going on. I sat down. The workshop started. And I slipped off my chair the first day about seven times, maybe eight. Slipped off of my chair. <laughs> I, like learning the things I knew non, not about women. How you think, how you operate, why you think things personally, why, how come, and all the things that makes no sense to a male brain. So it was, it was, it was wild. It was completely wild. Now, keep in mind, my, my wife and I at, the, at that point were married like about eight years, maybe a little bit more. I have a, a toddler and a baby with two kids. My lives are great. I'm not looking for this information. We're not tr in trouble in any way. I'm not even looking for this, but I realized after the workshop that I really knew nothing about nothing about women, which mean, which meant I knew I know nothing about my wife. It was so obvious. And then that's what I, that's what this whole coaching business started. I kind of panicked because all my brothers and sisters, except you know, married and divorced two, th three times, one, four, 
I'm not doing any of that. I have my angel, I have my kids. I'm not, my life, I'm not going to be a statistic because I, I didn't know, right? So that's what, that my brain went right crazy. So of course I took all their workshops. The company had like a, a bunch of workshops. I took all of them. I, start, I started assisting the workshop that I'd taken before as, as an assistant just to like be in the material and learn more. I became a workshop leader for them because I'm a teacher. So it was a no brainer. And so it became a new trajectory. And from there, I didn't continue with these guys, but it was a launching launching pad for me to step into this business. But I continued training with Dr. John Gray, Mars and Venus, Shanti Perhan in the South, excuse me, love and respect, Esther Perel, New York City, the French therapist, as she said, like this to this day. She talks about intimacy, love, and why people cheat and why how people stay together. How do you my God? And then Dr. Pat Allen in Los Angeles here was a family child marriage therapist for 48 years or something. And I taught privately with her, semi-privately, me and four other people for three and a half years. Taught she taught us everything that she knows. Like I talk about just an encyclopedia of knowledge from her doing the work with us. So next thing you know, you know, I actually really started doing all this stuff. So me and her were gonna be in trouble. That that's really that's all I wanted. I just wanted to know everything about this, not to be in trouble. And it turned out that People started asking me questions, my friends, and then even at the shop, the customers would open up to me. Like, I I don't know why. I would just I'm there to fix their cars, and all of a sudden somebody's crying because they're and they had to shut the door. <laughs> and the employees knew when the doors closed, don't come in. Somebody's crying. It was crazy, and so that's how it all started. And so I pro I started Project Equinox coaching, and both machine grew. The shop grew bigger. The the, the coaching like, really quickly and then I was I found myself doing both for too long and it almost killed me so I had to eventually sell the shop I had to let it go it was it was killing me it was too much work um, because it couldn't run without me I was trying to keep it as an ATM machine you know what I mean people in businesses don't really part of them impossible in the car business and so officially in you know, 2009 Project Equinox coaching and it started helping people with all the stuff that I learned that integrated that I knew and it seemed rather simple from all my training, obviously, and my own life experience, like I could I could pinpoint their stuff rather quickly. Mm -hmm. So I, I'm really good at kind of cracking the code and figure it out and you know, and then teaching you the stuff that you don't know because that's what we don't know and it's dangerous. So that's how we got here. I'm sorry, that's a long story. I told you. Um I knew it would be a long story, but I feel <laughs> not only because it's such an extraordinary one and such a beautiful one, but also because I feel we all, each and every single one of us has this story within us. Yes, maybe not each and every one of us has been dancing with Michael Jackson, at least not live. <laughs> but <laughs> right. but I do feel that we all have something in our childhood where we felt out of place or if not in our childhood then later in life and I also mm. am a strong believer I just know that we all have this beautiful gift within us and once we get into tune with it and allow it to be unleashed there's nothing that can stop us and Ooh, amen you preach yes Absolutely. And 
And you described this so, so very beautifully. So this is why I really wanted you to tell your story from the beginning to where you are at now. I know this won't be the end. I know there will be much more coming because what you do, you do fully with all your heart, with everything you got. And on top of that, you're very good at re-evolving and if necessary, reinventing yourself. And again, I think this is truly what life is about. So thank you so much for sharing your story. I know my audience will love it. And I know we all can relate in one way or the other. But I would love to dive a little bit deeper into yes, the juiciness of what you do now, because mm -hmm. I think it's really the concern of all of us. I mean, what lies at the bottom of happiness, having a good relationship with yourself and with others. So how do we create a healthy, beautiful, flourishing relationship? I know that's a huge question, but yeah, please share. <laughs> we'll, we'll start someplace and I'll, you, you know, you'll take it from there because you'll get where I'm going and sort of we'll start to the big, the big general so I, would, I said this to you before, what I'm teaching is nature and science, mixed with psychology, anthropology, how we get to be, you know, evolve as human beings and all that jazz. There's a lot of stuff about us that is genetic. You know, a woman's brain is soaked in estrogen. It makes you behave, act, and be interested in things that I'm not because my brain is soaked in, is in testosterone. It makes me more... Um, aggressive in a lot of ways, right? Pushing, trying to compete, like we want to get ahead. There's, there's a different energy to that is chemistry. Our chemistry changes how we act and feel and talk and all that jazz. So, and it's funny because we, the culture just tries to demonize that. Like it's not fair, it's not right, right? But it's nature. Everything is nature is polarized. Everything in nature is polarized. Everything that grows, that multiplies, that flourishes, that makes more of is masculine and feminine. Black, white, yin, yang, right? There's this all polarized. When neutralize energy between beings, it nothing happens. The polarity between men and women is essential. What attracts men to women is because they're completely opposite of men. And what attracts women to men is because we're completely opposite of you, right? We're complementary energies. What I bring to my wife's life, I don't have. I mean, she doesn't have, right? So I get I bring her safety connection protection, provision, cherishing her, right? That she needs to be good and happy. And on the other side, she respects me, believes in me, encourages me to go boy, go boy, you got this, you're amazing, right? And so that she gives me the jet fuel to do what I'm doing right now. She always has, but it doesn't matter what I do. She, I need her to help me alleviate my self-doubt, which is, I don't know if I'm really good at this. I don't know if I can really do this. I mean, like we all, you know, the question mark that we all carry as men, we want to be big and powerful and good man, good father, good husband, good everything, but we don't, we doubt it. We don't, we, we have to do it to prove it. And, and we spend our life trying to prove that we're capable. So a woman to say, you got this, are you kidding me? Come on, yeah, you'll work it out. Done, right? So she gives me the jet fuel to really go and live and conquer everything that I want to, for us, by the way, because as I conquer, I guess who gets all the benefits? She does. <laughs> Life is more comfortable. We make more money, right? She gets to that. She doesn't have to work so much because I get I got this, right? And again, the polarity, the yin yang, 
I get to be masculine. She gets to be feminine. She gets to nurture the family, the kids. She gets to work. She has a part-time job, which is beautiful because she lives with passion that way. She's a ballerina, teaches in colleges and mentors young women and young men in the, in the world of dance. Fantastic, right? She lives her passion. Like she gets to be a, she lives her passion and her purpose in that way, but part-time. The rest, the other half of her life is us, the family, me, our marriage, our household. Like, she's the glue that holds herself together. I'm just working. You know what I mean? Like, so the yin-yang of that is, is fabulous. So what happened in our culture is we de demonize this. Like, men are supposed to be more like women to be good men. Really? And women are supposed to be more like men to be good women. Really? And what happened is we took the polarity, we neutralized it, and sometimes we invert it. Women are more masculine than men. Men are more feminine and soft than women. And that is against the flow of nature. And because we have free will and because we can actually adapt to anything, women can be masculine and be, you know, rule the world for a while, except eventually it catches up to your life. Your life that lifestyle catches up with your bodies. You're not you know, build for that pace. I, I, can, I can explain that. It's a piece of science. Testosterone is the juice for conquering and competing. You don't have testosterone to compete. So when a woman lives in that kind of pace, you're actually living off your adrenal glands. So you become extremely adrenalized. So, and that's not jet fuel. It's anxiety fuel. So you're tense, you're, but that's the, that's the chemistry you need to push and compete in the world and the bigger the more stressful the job is the more you're stressed that takes away all your sweetness all your femininity all your warmth all your connectivity all the nurturing energy you become a man hmm. and your body wears out faster because you don't have the testosterone so that's going against nature and we're we raise women in our days to to be that first i think it should be a choice you want to work work but you don't don't nobody now they're saying you have to work Otherwise, you're not a good woman. Like, that's crap, I think. Women should have a choice. My, my wife does both. She's a very beautiful, balanced life. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? A lot of women don't know how to do this. They, they work like men. They fight like men. They push like men. They compete like men. They make money like men. And when they, come, they encounter men who try to build relationship, men don't want masculine women. So they go, yeah, okay, so I'll pass. Or they take advantage of her. Like, they, they, they'll sleep with her and just kind of but keep it on the surface. Men don't commit to a masculine woman, right? Masculine men anyway, they'll play with you. And also in the masculine yourself as a woman, you will attract feminine men. The yin yang of nature kicks in, except that won't last. You will lose respect for that guy very quickly. You'll find yourself alone again. And then my clients, every one of my clients, depending on the stage of life, I mean, the stage of life is simply between 35 and up, come to me with what's wrong with me. I'm pretty, I have money, I have my life together, I have no trouble, you know, nobody has to take care of me thinking that's what men want. Culture, false belief, number one. Mm. But the worst one with me comes with men don't show up, men don't step up, men don't, men are not attracted to masculine women. And, you know, I'm going to say something crass, but you think we like this. You think we want that. We don't care about your career, your money, you know, and please get your balls out of my face. Mm. Your balls are fake. Right, mine are real. Don't do not put your balls. Say, and this women don't know this, right? So they come in with I'm, I'm a boss babe. I get a that's all fine, but for relationships matters. This is where men won't take you seriously. Well, literally just, literally just play with you and they walk away from you because 
they can't build a future with that. Not if they're masculine. And the feminine one will attach to you, but you will dump them eventually because you can't respect them. But And you'll start thinking there's something wrong with you because men always leave you. Hmm. Well, the wrong man, right? In my world, there's three types of men. They all look the same, right? And they're men, they're guys, and they're boys. And they're very, very distinctive in character. Man or man, guys are stuck in the middle a bit per the culture, but they still produce and they're still man and they still lean on the side of being more masculine or masculine enough. The boys are feminine. The boys don't want to work. The boys don't want to take care of you. They don't want to marry you. They don't want to take care of your kids. They don't want to have kids with you. They don't want to they want to go 50-50. They love that you're a feminist. They love that you work your butt off. You go girl, get that promotion while he's sleep, you know, spooning the dog on a couch. We're gonna join in writing his music. Like I hate to say, but like it. So we invert everything in our culture, thinking it's better. And I get it on, on paper that looks like more fair, right? Like men are toxic, so like you know they're big, so they soften them up, then that'll be a better world. And you got to raise women up because they've been oppressed. Backwards, and I'm not. This is this is a sweet spot, is what I'm saying, right? Mm. It's not. It's not like um, going back to the '50s. I'm constantly being accused of that. That's not it at all. There's a modern way to do a classic dynamic that is lining up with nature. If you go against nature, but I promise you, you don't want to be my client and realize that you have now 25 years of undoing and pedaling backwards and half of my clients won't ever have children because they kind of put that aside too long and now they realize that was a mistake. That's horrible. That's pain. Anyway, so that's... I agree with you. So this is how I work as well. I combine nature or ancient wisdom with scientific new research so absolutely i agree with you in that and i also believe whenever we go against nature there is an imbalance that is happening and whenever there's imbalance so for the physical self there is coming disease inflammation and for the society call it different names but it's the same thing there's disruption it's not working it's imbalance yeah and in my view, like the entire world, the way it is going, or at least in the Western countries, we are all becoming more driven, more push, 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 women included, like you said, everything, the entire society is more masculine, like yep. being feminine is viewed as being weak and not successful and like you I don't believe that this is true at all I personally think um first of all I believe as a woman really hold it all together if we are situated in our womanness if that's even a word you know and um, if we own who we truly are and we make the world go round, but not if we go against our nature. And I think this is our true power. And like you said as well, I truly agree with that. If we go and push and push and push, we overdo. This is why we have such a huge 
rate of um, burnout these days because we we still get the babies we still have this nurturing within us as well so we want to do it all and we have to do it all and it's it's not working this is not um, what our hormones are made for so I totally agree with you on that part but so what do we do I mean this is the world we are living in right now. And then yep. the, the second question I have for you is, I also believe in individuality. So I do think that even in nature, you know, you've got certain types of trees and certain types of this and that. Yes, in everything, there is yin and yang. I agree. But I do think that some men maybe are more inclined to have a little bit more of a female side and maybe some women have a little bit more of a masculine side so can you elaborate on those two questions please yeah sure and there's there's there and there's like data on this there's a lot of data on this. some women it's rare but there's people on the extreme opposite of their gender mm. so there are women who are born about about three percent it's rare who are like born masculine mm. like Born masculine, that's the temperament, right? So like you said, people have all like the temperament, you know, our temperament is something we're born with. We're all different. You know what I mean? And both men and women have both masculine and feminine energy within us. So, but as a man, you're going to have a probably a better life and, and, you know, line up with your body's physiology if you step into life being more masculine, developing a masculinity, masculinity step over your fears, conquer something that's, that you want to conquer, right? That builds your character, that builds your confidence, that makes you capable. Do you know what I mean? And that makes men sort of solid. And those are the guys, those are the men who want to build families. It's, these are the men who want, you know, wives and children and want to build a castle and, and a kingdom and put their arms on all this and go, look what I did. That's the natural masculine. Do you know what I mean? So... We still have a feminine side because we have to be able to connect to women. We have to get off the, you know, the testosterone horse. But we actually need women to bring sensitivities to us. We need you, ladies. This is the yin yang again of nature. We both have both. But if you leave men be, it's kind of a black and white kind of smelly, dirty world, right? So we need women to beautify and sort of, on some level, like civilize us. It's not quite the right word, but sort of sensitizes or brings us more in our sensitivities mm. but we got to still primarily build you know live in our masculine to be um on point to like forget this the masculine needs to do good to feel good the feminine needs to feel good to do good two different machines mm. so men who are productive who conquer, conquer and push in the world and create great things First, they they build their own um, like they get, that's how it gives we get self respect for ourselves, and also that's also how we get respected by men and women. A man who produces got his stuff together, who adds the quality of life to the world. Wow, look at this good man, right? Mm -hmm. So now we put women in that position. Big men is kind of unfair because as much as men in nature have to build something, prove something, conquer something to be appreciated and respected. What does a woman in nature have to, has to do to be cherished and protected? 
Sandra and I have a super special gift for you. So we decided to do a Q&A just for you where Andre is answering all your questions. So I know this is super amazing and really, really kind of Andre. And I personally can't wait for this. So if you are keen, please make sure that you email me, put your name in my newsletter so that I can send you the link. Have I forgotten? Yeah, of course, when? <laughs> so yes, please. <laughs> episode will be released on the 19th and we will do the Q&A on the 30th of November for those in the US, for those in Europe or in Australia, this will be on the 1st of December in the morning. So please make sure you don't miss out on this absolutely amazing opportunity. Andre is really keen to help you, to support you, to empower you, to answer all your questions. And I know it can feel a little bit of, mm, I don't know if confronting is the right word, but if you are a little bit shy like me, you might not want to show your face. Totally fine. So it can be completely anonymous. This is why we ask you to contact me so that I can send you the link privately and also I can um, answer all your questions in the chat and no one needs to see your face if you're a little bit shy like me. Have I forgotten anything, Andre? Help me out No, here. it's really, it's really good. The idea is really to it's a win-win for everyone. I want to, the, the people who listen to the podcast who kind of like resonate with, oh, whoa, whoa and understand that I have solutions, right? And, and there's, there's, there's a kind of a natural, there's, a, there's things that are kind of always coming up for people that are confusing. So again, if anything resonated, job is free. I'm, we're just offering this as just a bonus, just to literally just kind of up the value of why we do this work, me and you, right? Trying to help people. So the people who resonate this stuff want to actually ask personal questions we're going live on the 30th. It's going to be 7.30 p.m. time in Los Angeles. You're on the other side of the world, so you have to convert whatever that is, wherever you are. But we're going to be live answering questions, and, and it's going to be really juicy because, you know, when people get personal, it means a lot. And even if you don't ask questions, if you're just a listener, you will get value because, like I said, there's always a, a kind of a, a commonality in the confusion of some of those things with men and women relationships dynamic and all that jazz so it's a gift for you it's a gift for me because i get to contribute and spread the word and um yeah so you email ruth to get the link and on the link you get to be live with us and if you want to put your question in the chat because you're shy we're still answering your questions so it's a win-win and it's gonna be really fun i've done this a few times uh another podcast and it's really juicy it's really fun um, energetically and so that's what we're up to you are amazing I'm so grateful that you're offering this opportunity to my audience because this is for free this hour would cost you 
<laughs> if you hate Andre quite a bit which is fair because he is amazing so here is Andre live for you completely for free all his wisdom all his knowledge all his love just for you I'm I'm excited Andre um, I am so excited to do this and you found the right word for it it's juicy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and like I said your personal questions answered I that's that's I think that's very valuable so again if, if for me it's fine right contributing like you we get to contribute and, and do what we want to do and it's to help people so you guys you know come and join us it'll be fun it'll be fun informative and in no intimidating and uh, sometimes you know as getting your, your question answered can be very liberating and that's that's what I want to so make sure you don't miss out on this amazing opportunity and I will remind you via my social media guys so you don't miss out and I'll put the dates all clear again so you can, can convert it in your time zone. Love it. Can't wait. We'll see you on the 30th. Same. Can't wait. See you then. Um, she nourishes the family she holds everything together she is the carer she is the in, in, a, in, a, in a family system but in on her own let's say on her own ah. like a, a young woman like what does she have to do to be cherished and protected well she probably um has to be really nothing sweet. nothing yeah the, breathe nature has it that masculinity will protect you you know we instinctively want to protect uh, the feminine women like protect women children and anything that's unfair or weak that masculine will step into that mm. so men it's have to an prove idea scenario yeah there are a few weird... there's everything of course of course yeah. my point is in, 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 in we talk about the, the the nature of things yeah. right men, men have to be classical and prove themselves to be respected women would just protect them just because they're standing there breathing yeah. you know like if, if you get stuck on the side of the road it's not a woman who's going to fall over for you yeah. It could be a trap. It could be dangerous. You could put yourself in danger. It's a guy that's going to pull over because yeah. we we know that you're in trouble and it could, be, it could be danger. And the guy that pulls over a minute later is a second guy will pull over behind him just to make sure he's not dangerous and a douchebag. That's man. Yeah. <laughs> and again, all she have to do is stand there, right? Like I'm just saying, like this, so what happens in our culture is we we te we're teaching women that unless they're productive, they're not worthy. You know, they're like a lot of my clients have that problem. Their father. The father's love was conditional to being productive like a man. Mm. And they end up masculine and they associate love with work. Mm. If I'm not productive, I'm not worthy of love. Crap, that's not true. Men need to work to, to, to command respect. Women do not have to work to be cherished and loved by men. Mm. That's the one thing that, you know, like that's the one thing that's a natural thing. We will take care of you. Again, because your femininity, your superpower, there's nothing weak about that. It's your superpower. You can bring the world to their knees with your femininity. You have no idea how powerful that is. You have to be a man to feel it. But women will bring us out of our heads and presence. That's the power of femininity. We are stuck in our heads as men. True. To be, to be masculine yeah. where you sit, to be in your head. So women who are masculine are stuck in their heads, right? Mm -hmm. Disconnected from the bodies. To be feminine is to be in your body. So... Again, the yin-yang of nature is that women bring us out of our heads, give us completely present, 
right? And from that place, you know, we we have we become connected to you and sensitive sensitive to you and aware of you, really, because in our heads, we're kind of like you know, rocks, you know, mm-hmm. beasts. So we need women to kind of calibrate us down, and you need us to make you feel safe in the world. And so that's true. the yin yang. I have never thought about it that way, but it's very true. And again, I feel the way our world goes, it goes truly against this. It goes in the opposite direction. Which is what, which is why everybody's struggling. This is why yeah. everyone's struggling. This should work better on paper, you yeah. know, soften the man, you know, man up the women. It, it makes it even the, the feels, you know, even it evens out the fear, the playing field. It sounds like it should work. It's the worst thing. It goes against against nature, and it kills what the what the machine naturally goes. Right, like I just explained, it's it's amazing. Mm. It's rather simple when you get it. Right, stop going against nature. Mm. So let women slow down. You know, let them be women. They're easier. They're better when they don't work so hard. Right, they get to be in their bodies. They're more connecting. They're more loving. They're more warm. They radiate everything around them. You know, with with the feminine glow that men naturally want to protect. Whether we know you or not, men want to protect the feminine glow, the feminine warmth naturally. Mm. That's our nature. There's no manipulation needed. But when you, as a woman, go up in your head and you masculine, go girl, badass, boss, they don't need no man, you know, and, and feminine is stupid. And, you know, I'm, you literally, in your head, you disappear from our sight. Mm. Everything about you that makes you, makes us aware of you and kind of attracts you to you. And wants to magnetize you to us goes away. Mm. And women complain that men don't pay attention, no one cares, and was asking them out. But you're in your head. I'm in my head. We're men on men. There's not going to be a whole lot of warmth going on here or connection or anything. No one gets that. But it's really simple when you get it. So, ladies, slow it down for your sake, for your health. We know because we know. Living like a man, fighting like a man, competing like a man, we now know, I'm going to say this, it's going to trigger some people, but it's factual. I don't mean to scare you, but I do, a little bit. We now call this 25 years or so of adrenaline pushing and being adrenalized in your body to compete like man, which you're not built for. Mm. We call this cancer training. Mm. Women fall apart at 45 to 50 with all kinds of cancers, burnout from the inside because we now know the adrenaline in your bloodstreams for 20, 25 years per your manly lifestyle. Go girl. Again, the culture is doing this. It's not your fault. But I want you to pay attention. What is it that is going to might cost you? We now know the adrenaline in your bloodstreams for 20, 25 years burns out all your organs some way or the other. It, it's, it's like acid in your blood. It is dangerous for women. So what? You know, again, going against nature will cost you. Mm. It will Absolutely. cost you. Absolutely. And I work a lot with women. And the main issues are that they have constant high cortisol levels linked to inflammation, linked to chronic disease. So, yes, I totally agree with you. Um, going a little bit further here, and this might be quite controversial, but so yes. what we see now in the world is this huge thing about equality where we like let, let's take it from a different angle my girls okay. are 15 and 17 beautiful girls okay. 
And what they are experiencing and seeing that most of their girlfriends are now not wanting to be in a relationship with guys anymore, but with women, or mm -hmm. they don't even want to be in a relationship, mm -hmm. or the girlfriends want to change their sex because they now realize they are in the wrong body. And there's nothing wrong with any of that. However, it's so frequent. That makes me think it's like a a version of fad you know like a fad diet like it's like yeah. okay this is what is in right now and maybe it's just the outcome of how we have totally tipped over this whole masculinity uh. thing and it's now bursting but i would like to have your perspective on this and with all the respect i really want everyone to be happy and in their body and i'm not against any of this this is not who i am but it does worry me because i do feel it's not natural that's how i feel yeah. it's a, it's everywhere you're right so let me explain this is an actual really good explanation for all this it's just you know this research and data on this so you know back in the 50s and 60s when the fathers you know in, in the turn of the century when everybody went into the cities to work because we used to live on farms and everybody could be like young men were raised with their fathers on the farm And men raise men to be men. For example, the boys are in the field with the fathers, whether they build stuff or, you know what I mean, be uh, farmers. It was So people live, family lives in a way where the, the, everybody worked together and it's a system. So when the, uh, the, the Industrial Revolution happened, we started building huge cities and men went to work in the city and became like, you know, uh, white-collar jobs. And so since then... I remember my generation, right? It's like fathers were at work 12-hour days. And they came home, they were tired, and they had a drink and sat in front of the TV and usually passed out, right? Like, so a lot of our generation, and that, that you know, all the way up to like feminism, like in the 70s and 80s, most children and most families were run by the mother because he was never there. He just provided the money and the support. But a lot of young men and young women were really angry at their fathers for being absent, for not being there, for not raising them, for not teaching them how to play ball, for not teaching them how to, you know, like to not for the girls not to be cherished. Like he was absent. A lot, a lot. They never mind if he had a, a drinking problem, then it's gone, right? So now but what happened with the feminist movement, men continue going to work, right? Nothing has changed for men. Men just still have to go to work. The feminist movement did zero for men because There's no choice difference there. Go to work. That's that's what's expected of you. You're supposed to go to work. Go to work. Interesting, huh? Now, women had the choice, and then we get women back, back in the workforce and go girl and all that stuff. Now, it's gotten, it's elevated. So what's happening now, the generation you're, what you're talking about, what happened is women have children, and at some, at three, eight, ten months old, they put the kid, the baby in daycare, and they go to work. Mm -hmm. So now the babies who need, in order to be healthy, need to bond with somebody. Now, if dad is missing, mom is going to do it. And that's fine, right? There's going to be a bond with the mother and this issue with the fathers later on in life. But now both parents are missing. Mm -hmm. So little babies who need to bond and toddlers who need to bond with humans to actually have a sense of themselves and self safety, security, self-esteem, straight up self-esteem, 
you know, end up in daycare and then they, and, and the daycare, you know, they'll attach to somebody in daycare, but daycare, the turnover is crazy. So people, they keep experiencing being abandoned with the person they bond to, right? Because mom and dad aren't there. So what happened is it creates a generation of children who are kind of feral. They're, they're anxious. They feel like no one's ever cared for them. No one's ever claimed them. They've been abandoned by both parents in the name of go girl, go to, go to work, right? Like everybody's going to work like you should. You should. But what happened to the kids is you're basically damaging the kids' uh, ability to bond. So by the, time, by the time they become teenagers, they're very, very anxious. They don't know how to build a relationship. They can't trust that anybody matters. They, they matter to anybody. Their own parents didn't claim them. Their own parents sort of abandoned them. And for the young ladies, this is where you talk, you see with your, 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 your children, the young ladies are so needy of the feminine bond that was gone that they turn what I call fake lesbian. Just data on this. Because they need that nurturing, mothering thing they never got, so they attach to women because men are kind of a whole different beast. So they're so needy on both sides, but they kind of lean to the the side that they belong to, just because they need the nurturing, emotional attachment that they never had. And never mind having worship with Ben. <laughs> I mean, like, so it's a terrible thing. So this is what's happening. So we got young women who are turning lesbian. You got young men who resent both mom and dad. They turn into criminals, all kinds of crazy activity. They, they're inside out. They, they Again, they're anxious. They cannot create healthy bonds with other humans, which means they cannot build healthy families, which means babies that are wedlocked all over the place, which is the same reaction, right? Like abandoned from one side or the other. It destroys the entire family system, which you destroy society. And this is a leftover. This is a, so the idea that everybody should go to work and the kids should be raised, they'll be fine as long as they're safe. It's, so this is what we're paying for right now. Uh, I've never <laughs> heard it explained like this. This is a completely new theory to me. However, it does make a lot of sense. Absolutely. There's, there's, um, you can research it. You can research it. There's data on this. It's just what the kids are saying. Like, nobody's ever cared for me. Like, I don't know who I am, but, you know... That's what I was just going to say. So in other words, would you say they have forgotten who they truly are? They can't feel that anymore because of all the anxiety and everything? Like they have forgotten their yeah, original beautiful self, who they are. Yeah, and they, you know, you've heard about you know, anxious or, or avoidant you know, uh, relationship yeah. models. That's who they are. There's three types of relationship you know, uh, models. Like avoidant, uh, uh, anxious and um, the other one is combination of the two. Yeah. No, the, the last one is secure. So people have two parents who were raised and were loved and were cherished. Right, the little girl had mothers to role model after, and they had the, their father to keep them safe. Boys had fathers to role model after, and had mothers to teach them how to be young man appropriately. Right. So kids need both. They absolutely need both. In single family homes, a disaster for boy both both boys and girls. Right. So but when you can't attach to anybody as a child, it's like to your soul, like your soul is aching mm. to want to, to feel connected to something, someone to give you the to even want to stay alive. They're so inside out. They, they don't know who they are. And nobody, they, like I said, they feel abandoned from the, from the get go by their own family. And they just don't quite know why they're here. But they're so needy emotionally. 
mm. right? And they keep bouncing before, before being anxious and avoiding, anxious and avoiding. They're afraid of relationships. They don't know how it works. They never felt secure in their own skin with their own parents. It's a terrible problem. It's psychological damage from nobody being there to claim their children. It's mm. horrible. Absolutely. And then, of course, also we all learn by mirroring, especially as a child. And if we see and learn, then, you know, it's about pushing and being harder and being stronger. When you see that in your mom, of course, you think this is the right way to do it. The way to go. Yeah. And you will model after that. You will model after what you see, you know, good or bad. And a lot of what's happening right now out there, the role modeling is horrible. Yeah. It's inside out, it's backwards, it's it's women acting like men, acting like women, you know, fathers missing, women go girl, right? It's interesting because you know, if you think of father out of the family system, you know, mothering mothering is actually masculine. Mm -hmm. Mothering and nurturing is providing protecting the children. It's masculine. Mm -hmm. So women that are mothers, single mothers are actually mama bear. Mama bear is masculine. Mama bear is tough. Mama bear is protect, protect, right? There's no loving, warmth, feminine energy coming from that. Mm. So the young girl will become mama bear, right? Raised to be masculine, will become masculine. The boys typically get their their balls snapped off because they're raised to be sweet and sensitive and nice and talkative mm. and smell good. They have no male role model. So the boys become girls or soft, like feminine men. The women become masculine. The girls become masculinized. It's not their fault. Because, you know, if you go into the pecking order, right, of nature again. Now, I want to say something. I don't know what, what you believe about religion and God and all that stuff. I'm back to all this stuff. I gave all that up because of my childhood, and I thought it was all crap. And this work brought me back. Mm -hmm. So I believe in God. And and I'm give you a version of, my, of, my, of what nature looks like in order to, for family and for society to, to thrive. Men, and you know this in the world, just look around. Men who don't believe in anything greater than themselves are very dangerous. Mm. Right? Men who don't believe in 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 anything bigger than themselves, no above them, no God, no are free to do the, the craziest thing, right? They could kill, they could steal, they they have there's no reason there's there's no more you know, more uh, compass. Mm. You see it? Mm. Most of us naturally believe in greater than us. But a lot of people, especially when life is difficult and all that. Anyway, so men who don't believe really in themselves are very dangerous. And these are the toxic ones that are out there. These are the cheaters, the liars, the con men. These are the guy in, the, in jail is one of them. Do you know what I mean? So <clears throat> the, the, the natural order of life that, that's more natural, it's God, who is the compass for men who drive everything for their masculinity of their power, right? So it's God, a guiding light for men to be good men who protect and cherish their wives. When a woman is protected and cherished and feels safe with her man who's got it, she's able to be feminine and a mother to then nurture the children. And then the, then the children can be raised in a loving way with the two parents. They need both to feel secure, to be able to be able to build secure relationship with other other adults, young adults, to build their own family and raise healthy children and see the machine. Mm. That's the natural machine. Take God out of the equation and men that have no radar, no, what's the word, barometer for 
good, bad, different, a lot of chaos. Take men out of it, the family system. Mama bear becomes the man. The man cannot nurture the kids. Like a woman can nurture a kid, a woman who's got a safety in the house, a safety around her, provide, protect. You see it? So yeah. that, that idea that love as a woman to be a single mom and I just love my kids and that's all they need. It's not, again, we need both. Mm. We need both. Men, boys need their father's role model and their mother to teach them how to be calibrated in the world. Young girls need their mother to role model after in a feminine way, in a nurturing way. And they need their father to make himself safe. Mm. And that's how everybody grows up balanced. And then they could build relationships because they know how to do it. They're secure. And the chain keeps going. And right now we're destroying everything from the top down. And we wonder why it's not working. So like people's feeling like fake lesbian, fake gay, like it's all part of this disconnect. Everything is disconnected. Everything, nobody feels safe, you mm -hmm. know, and they, they they live by the seat of their pants and just having fun and doing drugs and drinking and just partying. And, you know, like there's, what else is there to do? Like there's that they don't know how to grab onto life. It's, it's terrible. It's, it's, it's terrible. It's going to, Talk about chaos coming up. I agree. And also, I feel there are more and more single parents out there. So it's good to know that. But, you know, can you give us a few action steps? What can we actually do? Because we are in this society. Yep. Lots of us women are working hard at the same time maybe yep. are married to boys instead of men and yep. or we are single parents so how can we gently come back to beautiful relationships and really yep. owning our nature well like i said if you if you if you if you want to have all the goodies, I want to say, right? If you want to have the goodies, if you want to, as a woman, if you want to feel good and be able to relax and be in your body, which means be feminine, be present, right? To be able to nurture the children, right? To be the velcro of life. That's what you do. We connect everything together, right? We just work <laughs> pretty much, right? We work with the logistical stuff, right? Men are in charge of the stuff of life. Women are stuff of the energy of life. They're coming together of life, right? This is a beautiful thing. Again, we're complementary. We, we're different and we've made together. We build great things where we complement each other and we build systems, family systems that are complementary to continuing health, healthy developments of human beings, right? So if you're a single mom and you had to divorce a douchebag, a boy, or the guy died, that happens, right? I don't say I'm not blaming single mom for being single mom. I'm saying it happens. But now that you've heard this, because nobody seems to know this, that you now mama bear, and mama bear suffers, is stressed out, is anxious, is adrenalized, right? And and is not able to give the loving energy that the children need to to get balanced and connected, you know, emotionally and in the world. So I say get some help. Mm. Right? Whatever that looks like, get some help and Ultimately, I'm going to say this, and again, if you don't understand boys, guys, and men, and you're a masculine woman, you're going to find yourself attracting boys all the time, and they constantly ruin your life. They, con they constantly ruin your life, and you'll think it's you, and you think there's something wrong with you, and eventually you give up and become a cat lady, right? I don't want that for anybody. So the idea is to get healthy enough to understand 
if you're too masculine, if you keep attracting boys and you're stuck in a in life where you're too masculine, how do you recalibrate yourself? Mm-hmm. That's the work that I do with my clients. Mm-hmm. We don't change who you are. We we recalibrate the feminine. So you could be a ba- boss, boss babe all day long, but when you stop working, we need to bring the woman back mm-hmm. for the sake of the children, for the sake of the environment, for the sake of the people in your life, for the sake of attracting men, for the sake of men showing up going, hi, you're pretty. Let me take you for coffee. I'd like to get to know you, right? You need that feminine energy for men to show up. And guess is the best thing for a woman in order to feel safe and be able to fall into feminine is a man's presence. Mm. So again, you know, when you get that, ladies, I go get out there right now and, you know, find ways to get some help and find a guy like me or somebody that does that recalibrating you and be able to be both masculine appropriately, going to work, have a business to work now, but when you stop working, when you change gear and become feminine for the quality of the rest of your life and the kids, mm. right? The masculine presence. Now, if that's not obvious, if it's not available, the city quickly, nothing the silly is. But if you have, if you're a single mom, you have boys or, or son, put him in team stuff, team mm-hmm. sport. Put him with men, a mentor, a guide, a, uh, um, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, <laughs> a coach of any kind, right? A football coach, a baseball coach, a freaking chess playing coach. I don't care. They need to be around men to guide them into being, with to to grow them into healthy, natural manhood. A woman cannot raise a man, not because she can. She's not capable. She's smart. It's that you, you need the man's quality. Men are only men can teach young men to become good men. Mm. Women can do that. So again, this is the yin yang to everything we need. But if you have no father in the house, get your boys in sports, in team sport. It doesn't have to be, you know, football necessarily. It could be anything where there's a mentor. It could be checkers. I don't care. But presence of masculine. And if you have lucky enough that you, you have brothers, so bring the uncles around this in circle, right? Grandparents, if you do, like, it, and it, it takes a village. But mm-hmm. boys need men. So they, you know, to get some help, and the women, the girls, also need masculine energy, right, to feel safe in the world. Mm. Mama bear protects, but she doesn't feel safe, right? She's often over the top. So again, I always say, go back to <laughs> get yourself some kind of balance and see if you could bring some masculine into your life, and that kind of mm. the whole thing. I love it. And it's exactly the way I work with my clients on a very physical level, bring everything back into balance. And Ayurveda, we also always play with the opposites. And if there is no balance, obviously, always one or the other um, went too far. So I totally understand where you're coming from. And I love your approach. I love your work. I do have to say, a few light bulbs came on for me myself and I definitely can relate to the more I own my true role as a woman the healthier and happier I feel the more comfortable with everything and I can also relate to that it it attracts my husband actually more to me and I feel I'm not even doing anything like in a in a former life when I was younger I would like try really hard to fight for it and for him and all for us and 
somehow we had lots of fights and it wouldn't work and it makes mm -hmm. so much sense the way you explain it now i should have met you earlier where were you <laughs> i'm sorry i'm here now <laughs> i hear this all the time where were you 20 years ago if i knew mm -hmm. i was 22 years old when i heard all this right i'm like well, you know it's okay you're here now it's it's what I preach as well. Let's just all go back to nature, to our original self. So I am I, I love the work you do. So where can my audience find you? Okay, so I mean I also have a gift for you for your audience if you want. So if you go to go to my website, projectequinox.net, project equinox, like the equinox, the perfect balance between day and night. Get it? Masculine and feminine. I thought it was clever. ProjectEquinox.net is my website, but I have a, a gift for your listeners. I do a lot of podcasting. You know, I my mission. I have a really good business. I'm busy. I'm in Los Angeles. I'm busy with this. Absolutely, this is what I do full time. This is not a hobby. This is not paying my mortgage or my cars. Um, and with that, this is really great, and I'm 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 so fortunate to be doing this, and I. The luckiest guy I know. I'm just gonna say I have I have everything. I have everything. I have everything. So I'm truly blessed. But the God mission that that, that tugs at my heart from the beginning is essentially I'm to teach this to the masses, along with other masters and other disruptors like you. Like you know, I'm I we need to teach this to the masses. My my mission, my God sent mission. I used to resent it. Now I embrace it. It's so big is to put a dent in the cultural belief out there that's all inside out, that's anti-nature and destroys families, unions, marriages, and then which destroys children and culture and, and, and society altogether. My job is to join with disruptors and teach us a different way because this is a disaster. So that's the big mission. So thank you for allowing me to be here and spread my, mes my, my, my message, my mission, my purpose is bigger than me, much bigger than me. But for your listeners, I I noticed that two types of people listen to podcasts. My observation, two, there's two types of people. There's the people who are looking for information. They're curious, right? Which is great. That's, that's how I started. Um, so if anybody listening is a person who's looking for more information about this dynamic, this stuff, the work, whatever, I have a free gift. If you... If you email me my personal email, Andre Coaching the number one at gmail.com. Andre Coaching one at Gmail. That's my personal email. In the subject box, just write irresistible book or irresistible is enough. I will send you a copy of my book. It's called The Five Feminine Qualities High Quality Men Find Absolutely Irresistible. I sell it online, but I'll give it to your listeners if they just send me an email with irresistible i will send you because 30 pages it's a workbook uh it's juicy it's really good and to give you a sense so you know beyond what we just talked about the work that i do and it's super helpful and it'll give you a different i get so many compliments on this god like it's so obvious when you you know the way you put it like it's so obvious i think you just said the same thing earlier so gift number one for people who want information now, there's other type of listeners who are actually looking for help or looking to take action. We're looking to, like, come on, right? Like, they want, they're in, in a place where they, they want to learn. So, if somebody's curious about what I do, Andre Coaching 1 at Gmail, in the, the, the subject box, just write talk now. 
And I will send you a link, a Zoom link, for us to have a conversation. It's an hour call, a little bit longer, and it's exploratory call. And you get to tell me what's not working and what's the dream. And I'm really good. I'm really good at peeling the onion. So within 15 minutes of that call, we'll find out where the wheels come came off for you. Because it's always a childhood, right? You're a masculine woman. Let's let's go back. Oh, alcoholic daddy. Yeah, okay, got it. And right, abusive daddy or missing daddy or right or like there's always a reason. The boys is the same thing. So not one of us gets out of childhood unscathed. We all make life decisions about ourselves, about the world, about people, about life between the age of five and 11, the formative years. Mm -hmm. So those, those events, those dramas, those circumstances twist us for life. So if a little girl doesn't feel safe because she has a bad daddy or no daddy, she doesn't feel the safety in life. She becomes masculine. She has to become her own man. Mm -hmm. That's how it happens. So just to understand how that works, if you're masculine, you're confused, you think something's wrong with you, and that call, the ladies, We'll just kill the idea and we'll go, there's your whole life in 10 minutes. And this is why, now, the good news is nothing wrong with you. Is just a result of that. It's not your fault. We don't blame anybody, right? But so, but now that we know what happened, we can fix it. Because mm. it's very fixed. That's what I do. I fix it. And then from there, what is the dream? It's a relationship, your family. Well, so that call alone, without whether you work, because then on the other side, it's like, you know, this is how you work with me, one, two, three, four, five, six, right, the different ways. But even if you don't work together, that call for some people changes changes their lives because they understand there's nothing wrong with them. It's liberating. And they can start peeling the onion back themselves. So that's that's my gift for you listeners. Thank you very much. That's super generous of you. And I'm sure my audience will be loving those gifts and making sure that they get one or the other or both. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That happens all the time. That happens all the time. You are amazing. And I could chat with you forever. But to round this up, I've got yeah. I would love for you to share with my audience three gold nuggets. So kind of a brief summary or whatever comes to your mind, what will help them to elevate their life? Ooh, okay. Um, watch what you watch what you believe for the teaching of your culture or you know your teachers or your friends or your mother who picked a wrong a bad man right like watch notice pay attention to what you were taught and what you believe and how this may keep you from a life of joy mm. masculine women don't turn out to really have grateful happy full of love lives i'm just sorry i'm sorry yeah again it's not it's not really doesn't turn out very well. Feminine men have the same problem. Feminine men don't produce, they don't get respect, right? And they live small and typically die younger. It's funny, women die younger from the stress and the adrenaline, uh, you know, adrenaline and the anxiety of being adrenalized. Men die younger from not being productive. Mm. Nature bites us in the butt. So again, be careful. Pay attention to what you bought. What do you, what do you believe in? Is that really your belief? My assistant is a young woman. She's 28 years old. We live in Los Angeles, right? She's a product of this millennial generation. And she, she wants three children in a marriage. Mm. She cannot say that out loud. Mm. 
girl, what is wrong with you? We need to talk. You're better than some slave to some dude, and motherhood will ruin your life. She's like, can I just be me? Is that all right? Like, so she has, she's so, she's so, she's naturally more feminine. Mm -hmm. So that, those kind of attacks destroy her. Like she just like, so she can't tell anybody that she wants to be a mom. Mm -hmm. That's obscene, mm -hmm. right? So I'm just saying, what is it that you want? As a woman, as a man, who do you want to be? Forget, you know, for men, like forget you got to be a sweet boy and acquiesce to women to be good. Forget that shit. That's not it. Make something of yourself and women will come because they can respect you. As a woman, do you want to be a wife or do you want to be a boss babe? I don't care. But mm. if you want to be a wife, go. And, you know, like, don't make the mistake of being a boss babe and by the time you're 35, now you decide you're going to be a wife because there's a lot of trouble later on in life. First, with finding men who qualify because men who want to be married are already, already married. The ones who are leftovers, there's something wrong with them. And the other ones have been divorced. They don't want to do that again. They just want to play. Right, like you're the, the pool of choices is is ridiculously low when you wait too long, and if you want children, you forget it. Right, pregnancy after thirty five. I I hate to say these things. I'm really sorry, but it's important to know pregnancy past the age of thirty five. It's actually thirty four now. We call that geriatric pregnancy. It is complicated, hard, and actually dangerous in every in a bunch of ways. It's possible. But this is when it becomes complicated. Why would you wait that long if you want children? Like, don't do it, right? You could just, like, it costs nothing if you do it when you're young, right? If you wait too long in vitro, and it costs $100,000 if you can afford that. So women, some women don't get the... So, again, what do you want? Forget your culture. Forget your mother. Forget your friends. Forget your teachers, damn it. What is it you want? You want to be a woman? You want a wife? You want to be through? You live your life through your feminine? I call it living your, your life in the love lane as opposed to the money lane. Let the man do the money lane, be the love lane, and then merge. Mm. You can't do both. So did I just go off? I'm sorry. I think I went off. <laughs> uh, no, I love it. Absolutely beautiful. Thank you so much. Uh, yeah. Andre, this was absolutely amazing. Thank you, Thank you so much for the amazing work that you do and for helping me and so many others to make our world a healthier, happier place, one thriving relationship at a time. Ooh. I am truly grateful for you. Thank you so much. You're amazing. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for helping, helping me spread the help. Mm, my pleasure. Take care, my friend. Thank you. You too. I hope you loved and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. If you did, then please do me a favor and help me to make our world a healthier, happier place. I can't do it without you. I need your support only if you recommend my podcast or share my podcast to someone who you think would really benefit from it. The healthy knowledge that is included in this podcast can spread. I know that you were born to live your best life, to feel absolutely amazing in your beautiful body, in your brilliant mind and in your boundless soul.